This is the Wait For It Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I'm your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. Happy Wait For It Wednesday. To those of you that are brand new, welcome to the podcast. And to those of you who have been around since day one, thank you for coming back. Very excited to bring you guys this week's episode. As you guys know, or may not know, actually, Eric and I alternate weeks in talking about different topics. So we cover everything on this channel in terms, uh, well, on this podcast, I should say, from gaming to wrestling to entertainment news to anime. You can find it right here at the wait for it podcast so as you see by the title we are talking video games this week specifically the xbox series x which was announced late last year at the video game awards it was took us a little bit by surprise but it is on the horizon it's coming out holiday 2020 and i want to talk about what will get me to buy one and i'd like to hear what you guys think as well are you a playstation gamer are you already an xbox gamer so you're gonna you're committed no matter what what specifically will make you go out and purchase one of these guys so i'll start off by talking about a couple things we already know about the console and then move into my wish list i guess you could say for the console going forward and what will ultimately get me to shell out the money. If you enjoy this episode, stay tuned to the very end and I'll let you know where you can find the rest of our content as well as reach out to us on social media or via voicemail. So stay tuned for that. But let's get right into it, guys. So the Xbox Series X, it is it is confirmed to come out holiday of 2020, which means it will come out sometime between October and December. We probably can expect a November launch that way they can take advantage of those sweet, sweet Black Friday shoppers that, you know, come around each and every year, myself included, not going to lie. It is my favorite holiday, but we probably can expect it if I were to guess sometime in November. There are a couple things we know about it already. Now, I am not very, I don't, I'm not down with a lot of the tech tech lingo, okay? Like as far as, like you know, you, you PC Master Race gamers are. So here's what I do know about the Xbox, and, I, and I'll just put it in the layman's terms the way that I understand it. So it is supposed to be twice as powerful as the Xbox One, which is pretty significant, considering especially the Xbox One uh, Xbox One X was a pretty powerful system. I did have one for a little bit, but ultimately I ended up ended up trading it in, and I'll get into why here in just a little bit. But as far as the specs of this thing, it's supposed to uh, supposed to allow uh, for ray tracing, realistic lighting, shadows, and reflections. So, well, improved <laughs> improving on all of those things, of course, and it will have a solid state drive that is going going to pretty much eliminate load times altogether, which is going to be a, a huge deal. I mean, even on this console generation, even though there was an improvement, the load times are still still a little bit too out of hand, in my opinion. Now, one thing I didn't know about the console, for those of you who have seen what it looks like, and if not, uh, I probably put one here in the, in the thumbnail, but if I didn't, then you can easily Google search it. When it initially came out, I thought it was kind of odd because I, I was assuming that you had to stand it up vertically. That is not true, so it can actually lay vertical or horizontal which I think is pretty cool. So my concern was people who already have their established entertainment systems were going to have to go out and possibly either put this in a weird spot or buy a new entertainment system altogether, which I don't know how many people would be committed to doing for a, for a gaming system, but who knows? I mean, I know I would be pretty upset if I had to go out and buy a brand new TV stand just to fit this thing, you know, on my entertainment center. So it looks like it will fit both ways. As far as the size, if you look at the image, it's really not too big uh, when it's 
compared next to the controller. Apparently, the controller is one of the things they changed the least, which I really like because the Xbox controller is still my favorite. I'm fine with the PlayStation controller, but the Xbox controller, I feel like, is far superior in terms of comfortability and button layout and everything of that nature. Now, again, this is all, all my personal opinion, but I've always preferred the Microsoft Xbox controller to the PlayStation controller. One thing that's really, really cool about this thing is it's going to have backwards compatibility, which we all know, but four generations of compatibility, guys. That means this this is going to play your Xbox games, your Xbox 360 games, your Xbox One games, and of course, the Series X games that are going to be coming out starting this winter. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, one point that was made very well, I think it was Game Ranks, I was watching the video, is some of these older games can easily be upgraded in terms of their visuals with a pretty simple patch. So if developers have that accessibility and that, you know, they have the interest, then some of these games we haven't touched in quite a while could end up looking much, much better on these, you know, whatever second, third, fourth, fifth playthroughs. And I think that's really, really cool. PlayStation 5 is also going to have backwards compatibility. I don't know how far back, but I think it's really cool that with the Series X, I could, in theory, pop in an Xbox 360 game and play that with my friends. So I think that's going to be really, really cool. Supposedly, it is going to support up to 120 frames per second, along with 8K imaging. Now, from what I understand, the difference between 4K and 8K is so minute that we may not even be able to recognize it with the human eye. And I agree with what Game Rank said. Like, who cares? Just do it anyway. So if they're gonna, if you're gonna have it, if it's gonna have the capability, you might as well throw it in. Um, but that is pretty crazy to think that a, a console is going to be, you know, that strong and, and be able to. I mean, some of these trailers that have, have come out, the the first trailer that came out at the or one of the trailers I believe that came out at the Game Awards, which was Hellblade Two, that was all in engine and if you guys haven't seen that trailer i'm not familiar with that franchise however in terms of picking something to showcase the power of this console they did a really really good job also a new trailer just dropped today for a game called outriders which is made by the creators of bulletstorm people can fly i believe is the name of the company and it looks outstanding it's going to be a cooperative shooter and it looks very good it looked beautiful i don't know what engine they used as far as making the trailer and putting that together but that looks really good so yeah i mean graphically and visual wise this thing is going to be hopefully from from early on it looks like it's going to be incredible and i expect the same thing from the playstation 5 so those are just some of the things that we know about the console for right now here's the here's where i'm going to get into my list as far as what's going to make me shell out the money for this thing because i'm pretty much committed to buying a playstation 5 because most of my friends that i play games with that i you know online game with are going to be getting the PlayStation 5 as well. They've always been Sony gamers. Now me, I always started, and Eric is the same way, actually. We both started off as Xbox gamers, very loyal to the Xbox, and then eventually things just started tailoring off in terms of the games that we wanted to play, and also, our, like I said, we go kind of where our friends go, you know? that's We wanted to play, be able to play games with our friends and specific games, and they were all playing on PlayStation, so ultimately that's the route that we went. I ended up selling my Xbox One X, and Eric ended up trading his in and you know we never looked back and honestly I do wish that I could have played this most recent Gears game I believe they're on Gears 5 it looked very good but it's not something I'm going to go out and buy a whole console for just to play that you know that that's not going to happen so here's a 
couple of things. Now, I'm going to start off with the smaller things. I think that would be really cool in terms of features for this console. One thing that I saw off the bat that I, I kind of hopped on board with as far as some other lists and some other uh, things that people would like to see is Bluetooth headset support. I don't believe the Xbox One currently supports that. Um, that would be something that would be really, really cool to be able to take any Bluetooth headset and just utilize that right away. And then also another thing that I thought would be really neat would be built-in voice commands, kind of like an Alexa or a Siri or a Google Play or OK Google, Google Home. This one, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. So that, that would be really, I think, really, really neat to have built into the system. Now, it, as far as its design, it kind of resembles just a really, really big, you know, smart home system <laughs> along those lines. I think that'd be really cool. You know, you can, with the Connect, you could say, you know, Xbox Play Madden or Xbox Go to YouTube, things like that. But of course, the Connect being, you know, out of date technology for consoles, that's not going to be the case as far as a, an extra peripheral. So I think it will make a lot of sense for them, for the console to have some kind of voice commands built in. The second thing is going to be a fair price point. Now, as I mentioned, I was really just completely loyal to Microsoft for, for years and years. And I bought the original Xbox One with the Kinect day one for $500. I did not care what the price point was. I was going to have the newest and greatest thing that was available to me. And I and I, if I just waited a little bit, that price point went down, which obviously really, really upset me. And I also then realized, you know, that the Kinect was a piece of equipment that I just did not need and ultimately ended up, I think, just giving away um, because it didn't trade in or sell for anything worth of value. But, you know, I, I, a fair price point would be huge. I, I Honestly, though, I still think it's going to be $500 for this initial console. Now, I say initial console because there are rumors out there that there are supposedly may be three versions of this thing. So there may be the one that we've seen uh, in the trailers as far as Xbox One or Xbox Series X. And then there's also a rumor that there's going to be an upgraded version as well as a version that has no essentially uh, disc tray, not a, not necessarily a tray, but uh, just it's going to be completely digital. So it will allow you to just only download games directly from the store, which I think has been a long time coming and is a real, real pos possibility. It would make a lot of sense. Stores like GameStop and that are selling you know, physical discs are just trying to find other ways to bring in revenue because a lot of people are just buying their games digitally now. I do it quite often, not still. I still prefer a physical disc because I like to collect the cases. It just visually, that's just something for me. I know a lot of other people feel the same way, but it would make sense to have a console that is just download only at this point of the game here in 2020. So we'll see what happens with that. I think it's a pretty good possibility here in the next few months we hear about other versions. And even just in the title alone, a lot of people have commented on this Xbox Series X leaves the opportunity for there to be other versions of this thing. So Xbox Series blank, you know, for just for example, uh, just like they had multiple versions of the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, that is pretty much an inevitability as far as them releasing multiple versions of this system. So coming down to the the, the, the main thing, I, I wanted to pick three or four things and of course, and also not keep this, uh, not, not make this episode too, too long because the, the top thing is going to be obvious and it's going to come down to the games. Now, interestingly enough, Xbox Series X is not going to launch with any Series Series X specific exclusives. Now, here's what I'm here's what I mean. Now, you know, yes, Halo Infinite is going to come out for the Series X, but it's also releasing for the Xbox One. And Phil Spencer, Executive Vice President of Gaming at Microsoft, recently tried to defend this decision. Here's what he said: Obviously, we built our strategy with Series X. We started with that in mind. We wanted to go build.
build a gaming console that was going to be the absolute best that we ever could deliver on a television and deliver unique capability to creators that they could use to go create the best games. But you don't want to do that to the exclusion of everybody else, and you also want to do that hand-in-hand with developers because developers want to find the wildest... wildest the widest audience possible. And yes, there are always trade-offs. I'm not going to dictate to every third-party studio what they have to support, but what we see in today's world is that gamers want to go and play games with their friends regardless of what device those friends are on. People want to have the largest selection of games open to them, and developers want to make use of the best technology that's available. We built this plan with all three of those as inputs, and we feel really good about where we are. I think, personally, it's a mistake to not make Halo Infinite a launch title exclusive. And I'll tell you why. You got to give people reasons to buy this thing. And honestly, gamers now have learned sometimes it's in their best interest to wait a little bit to pick up these new systems. And I will myself is the prime example. Like I said, I bought the Xbox One right out of the gate launch day. I was there. I was actually working at GameStop at the time. I, I opened that day. And as soon as I got off, I paid the money. You know, I, I upgrade, I sold my, or I traded in my Xbox 360 and everything else that I needed. And I was ready to go launch day. And I ultimately ended up regretting it, not because it was a bad system, but because that price went down and I could have saved some money. Now I did get, uh, get the day one edition, which ultimately didn't mean anything because I, I traded in the controller. <laughs> you know, like it was something that I really wanted at the time but later on didn't care about. So I think it's a mistake because Halo is the reason me personally really, really got into online gaming. Eric and I, that is our first taste of online gaming. Now, of course, we still, I had like uh, back in like middle school and high school, I still had like Halo land parties and things like that. But Halo 3 was the first game where it was like, you know, I'm in my house, you're in your house, our friends are wherever, we're going to get together. And these are our plans for the night. Those are legitimate plans that people make now. Gaming with their friends. When I was in Dallas, that, you know, that was the main way that I felt like I was always hanging out with my friends. We, even though we were hundreds of miles apart, I was with them playing whatever game. The Halo series, the Halo franchise is their staple and they've gotten away from it a little bit. And I know they still have their very, very dedicated fan base, but around, I think Halo 4 is when I just stopped caring. I, I, I just didn't think the games were good. Of course, a lot of that had to do with Bungie leaving and 343 taking over, I believe. But Halo 5, I think, had some more, had a better reception than Halo 4 did. But I'm not 100% sure. I, I still had friends that played Halo 5, that still play Halo 5 today. But it's just not the same thing. And I think it, it's a missed opportunity for them to say, hey, Halo's back with Halo Infinite. Here's what it looks like. Here's why you need to get this console. And I think it's a missed opportunity because there are already going to be other games that are going to launch, you know, with the with the Xbox Series X that people may have already been playing on PS4 or Xbox One. But this the, the Halo game gave them an opportunity or would have given them an opportunity to really drive home, hey, this is why you need to get this system. If I had to guess, and we don't know anything about the PlayStation 5 really too much yet other than some some leaks. If I had to guess though, PlayStation 5 is going to launch with something spectacular, whether it be Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or a new Killzone game or something along those lines. They're going to come out with a game that's exclusive to that PlayStation that's going to be like, I want to play that right now. And that's why I think it's a little bit of a mistake because if it comes down to it, if the price point's not where it's at, I'll get the PlayStation 5 first and then I'll wait to get an Xbox or maybe I won't get one at all. But because they're not incentivizing me to get one right away, like I said, 
I wanted to play Gears 5, but I'm not going to go run out and buy an Xbox One to go do it. It's not a good enough reason. A new Halo game that's getting a lot of hype, that's going to get me to buy an Xbox Series X. So I think it's a, a little bit of a mistake. Now, Halo's not the, the main reason as far as what would get me to buy an Xbox Series X, even though it I pretty much just made it, made it out to be. <laughs> I understand that. But what would really, really get me and it may be this um, Hellblade game that a lot of people are talking about. Now, I'm not familiar with the series. It's probably not something that I'm going to play. But what would really, really get me excited about the Series X is an original single-player story-driven game that they are pushing as, you know, this new great franchise. A lot of their games, of course, they you know, they have the Forza series, which is great. But then they have Gears and they have Halo, you know, two shooters, two cooperative shooters. But I want a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, like God of War, like like the Uncharted series, like The Last of Us, PlayStation and Sony and, you know, these companies have these wonderful games that have crafted some of the best stories that I've ever seen, whether it be in gaming, movies, or television. And Xbox just hasn't had one of those in forever. I can't even think of it. Maybe Fable was the last really, really great one that, that was, you know, a an exclusive that's what this thing needs. That's what Microsoft needs is for a developer to come out and commit to them and put together one of these games that have this rich story and lore that fans can cling on to because it does not have that. Yes, Halo is great. Gears of War is great, but it's not The Last of Us. It's not Spider-Man even. It's not Uncharted. They don't have that flagship character or flagship franchise to fall back on. And I think they've been damaged or held back by that ever since because it's just something they haven't explored for some reason. They keep telling telling us in these rounds, these media rounds, that they've learned from their mistakes from the Xbox One. I really hope that's true. And maybe we won't get a a day one game that's going to get me to buy something, you know, right, right away. But I hope sometime this year they announce, hey, in summer of 2021, this is what we're working on. This is what you have to look forward to. Because look at the games that, have, like I said, Gears, Halo, Crackdown 3, which was a disaster. This Outriders game, which looks fantastic. But again, a shooter. Give us a game. Give your fans a game that's story-driven, that has a hero a hero or heroine that's, you know, set in this brand new universe or something like along those lines. And give fans a reason to be excited other than what you've given us so far. You know, so I mean, maybe I'm asking for for too much. I think there's a good, strong possibility that Cyberpunk 2077 is a launch title for both consoles. And because that's been pushed back to September now, I wouldn't be surprised if they have been or are already working on Re, you know, also releasing that game for these new consoles. So we'll see what happens, guys. What would get you to buy an Xbox Series X? Is there nothing that would get you to buy it? Are you going to buy it anyway and you hate PlayStation? What, what are you going to do? Let us know, you guys. We want to open up this line of communication between us and our audience because... You, give, you guys have just been so great at supporting us. We want to hear from you. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, go to anchor.fm slash wait for it podcast slash message, and you can be featured in a 
future episode, whether it be on a wait for it Wednesday or what did I miss Monday, anything along those lines. Mondays and Wednesdays is when we're releasing new episodes. And like I said, if you're brand new to this podcast, thank you so much for listening. If you've been with us for a while now, again, we appreciate your support so, so much. It means the world. For those of you that are new, you can pretty much find our content wherever you're listening to podcasts. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and Podbean. And if you want to reach out to us on social media, you don't necessarily want to leave us a voicemail. That's fine. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. You can find me at Phil the Filipino. That's F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O. And Eric is at Mr. Eric Almighty on Twitter. So let us know, you guys. Like I said, even if it's not about this console specifically, if there's anything else you want to talk about, give us a suggestion for a future topic. That would be awesome as well. So that's it for this week's Wait For It Wednesday, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but it turns out I was pretty passionate about talking about the Xbox Series X. So (laughs) we really appreciate you listening, guys. Again, I'm Phil the Filipino. Anything that you're looking for as far as sports, anime, entertainment, video games, and everything in between, you can find it right here. All you got to do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.